Genesis text continues the Jacob story. In the 29th chapter, starting at the 15th verse. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what shall your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were lovely, and Rachel was graceful and beautiful. Jacob loved Rachel. So he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. And Laban said, it is better that I give you to her than that I should give her to any other man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife that I may go in to her, for my time is completed. So Laban gathered together all the people of the place and made a feast. But in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. Laban gave his maid Zilpah to his daughter Leah to be her maid. When the morning came, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, What is this that you have done to me? Did I not serve you for Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? And Laban said, This is not done in our country, giving the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week of this one, and we will give you the other also in return for serving me for another seven years. Jacob did so and completed her week. And then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel as a wife. He put her before them. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the end. So that's how Jacob got two wives. Then we move on. Remember, we're in the 13th chapter of Matthew, which is telling us all about the kingdom of God. Jesus telling parable after parable after parable, comparing the kingdom of God to many, 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 many things. And here in the 31st verse, he has yet another list of things that the kingdom of heaven is like. So Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds. But when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour 
until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid and then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. And on finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. And when it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into the basket, but threw the bad out. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? And they answered, yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of the household who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Every once in a while, I listen to Joel Osteen. I know you're amazed by that. But I listened to Joel Osteen, and and the other day, Joel Osteen told a joke that I think was good for this occasion. And it went like this. A man was talking to God, and he said, God, is it true that in your eyes, a million years is like a second? God said, yes, that's true. And the man says, is it true, God, that a billion dollars to you is like a penny? And God said, yes, that's true. The man said, well, God, give me a penny. And God said, in a second. Our ways are not God's ways. A million years is like a second. A billion dollars is like a penny. And perhaps nowhere is this more evident than the stories of the kingdom of heaven. Now Matthew says the kingdom of heaven. Other places in the Bible, Jesus talks about the kingdom of God. Whatever this kingdom is, God's ways are not our ways. But what is this kingdom of heaven that God directs us to do? Jesus has spent a whole chapter in Matthew talking about the kingdom of heaven. What is it? And what are we supposed to do about it? We spent three Sundays on the kingdom of heaven. If we sing that last song one more time, Debbie's going to, you know, cry. What is it? 
The great preaching storyteller Fred Craddock tells a story that he thinks tells us what the kingdom of heaven is like. Now you have to remember that Fred Craddock, by the time he was a famous preacher and storyteller, was an old, old man. He used to sit not on a stool to tell his sermons, but he used to sit in a big rocking chair. And he'd rock and he'd tell his sermons because they were stories. And so he told the story of going to visit one of his students and his student had this beautiful greyhound dog. Greyhound had run for years and was a champion. And as they told the story, he had retired. And so he lived in their house with their four children and as they had dinner and had conversation, the dog and the kids rolled around on the floor and played in the house and had a good time together. And then it came bedtime for the kids. So the parents excused themselves and left Mr. Craddock in the room with the dog and went and put the kids to bed. And as he tells the story, he sat in the room with the dog and the dog said, so are you from out of town? And he said, yes. He said, have you ever been to Connecticut before? Yes, I've been to Connecticut. I, I used to vacation here. I know all about Connecticut. He said, well, that's good. Fred turned to the dog and he said, so they tell me you're retired. And the dog said, that's what they tell you, huh? Well, that's not really the way it went. Professor Craddock said to the dog, well, what happened then? And he said, well, I ran and ran and ran all my life. I was good at it. I was a champion. I ran on a track with other dogs, and they had me chase a rabbit. Mr. Craddock said, well, that sounds about right. Dogs chase the rabbit. He said, what happened? He said, well, one day I got really close to the rabbit. I almost caught it. It was within inches. And I discovered that everything I'd been running toward and everything I'd been working for was fake. The rabbit wasn't real. So I quit. They can tell you I'm retired. But really, I gave it all up. Do you ever feel that way? You're running and running and running, running in the rat race. Okay, one of the things I read this week in preparation for this sermon was that somebody has said that even if you end up first in the rat race, you're still a rat. It's how we live our lives. Oftentimes, chasing things that aren't real. The kingdom of heaven tries to say to us, what is it that really matters? Now, I didn't pose that question to these children in quite that way. But when you listen to them talk, they're brilliant. What is it that really matters? To be kind, 
to fight for people. You know what? To fight for people is to do justice. I mean, the great fighters of people in our world, who are they? Martin Luther King, Gandhi. Right? Justice doers. That boy is five years old. He understands what's important in the world. That's the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's small. No, it can grow to be big. But there's this one that's always bothered me. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that someone finds when they're out plowing. And he leaves the treasure and he goes and he sells everything he has (laughs) to buy the field where the treasure is. Okay? Remember, God's ways are not our ways. Because does this parable make any sense to anybody? You're plowing a field and you find a treasure. What are you going to do? You're going to take that treasure, you're going to take it home with you, and you're going to hide it under your bed. Right? I mean, you're not going to leave it in a field where somebody else can find it, are you? And then on top of that, can you imagine how this conversation goes with this guy and his wife when he goes home? Hey, I found a treasure, so go and get the bank book because we're going to sell everything we have so we can get that field. And she says, you're crazy again, old man. This is not going to happen. You're not spending our, our whole life savings for a field. Just go get the treasure and bring it back. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that is so valuable and so important and so rich that you sell the field, that you sell everything you have to get the field that it's in. And by the way, the text doesn't say he even knows what the treasure is. He doesn't open it up. He doesn't look for it. He doesn't... But he sells everything he has to get it. I think that's a fascinating story. I don't think the answer in that parable is really that the kingdom of heaven is like the treasure, but that the kingdom of heaven is like the process we go through to get the treasure. Imagine what this man must have felt like when he found that treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like finding a treasure that is so exciting to you that you're willing to give up everything you have to get it. And not only do you just want the treasure, but you want everything around it too. Because it's so good. I 
What could finding a treasure do to you as a person? Oh, the mega is a billion dollars, fellas. Are you dreaming? Come on, you got to dream with me about a billion dollars. What are we going to do with a billion dollars for our community? Fully funded Wheeling Symphony. Balanced budget for Laughlin Chapel. YWCA capital campaign finished successfully. They get air conditioning and an elevator and move into the 1990s. Mm. We can talk about the homeless in our community. What else can we do with a billion dollars? Gene Finstein and I are going to find some nice property from the Friends of Wheeling and we're going to renovate it and make it look good and let it be used for their community. A billion. How would finding a treasure change you? The kingdom of heaven is like the change you experience when you find a treasure. It's not the treasure itself. The joy for the dog was not running around the track. The joy for the dog was finding the rabbit. The kingdom of heaven inspires devotion, commitment, sacrifice, and downright unreasonableness. None of you want me to win a billion dollars because I'm going to give it all away. I'm going to be the most unreasonable person you ever met in your life. Your kid's going to walk by me and I'm like, you need money? Here. I do that with my nieces and nephews now. I'll do it with every kid I see if I win a billion dollars. It's the thing in us that inspires us to be kind, to be good, to be justice-seeking, to be better, more godly. But it's not just us personally. Now, we personally can make that happen, but the kingdom of heaven is the whole community working together in that way. We can do that. We can do that. And when we do, God comes near. I'm watching on Facebook this weekend a local church built 50 walls. You're looking at me like you're crazy. I am, because you don't understand what I'm talking about. But they built the framework for 50 walls so that they could build three small houses for people in St. Clairsville that don't have homes. People who are poor. People who are in need. People who see no justice in their lives. 
and they did it together. The church was full of people. I saw pictures of little kids with old men holding, the old men were holding the nails, the little kids were pounding, building a house for someone in need. That is the kingdom of heaven. That is the kindness, the goodness, and the spirit that raises in you that says, I can be a little bit more like God. Our community is a little bit more godly. That's the kingdom of heaven. Of course, in all of this, there is one more interpretation of this text that we forget about sometimes. It's not the interpretation that Jesus meant. Can't be. Because we hadn't developed a theology like this until years later. But surely it's true. That the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. And you are that treasure. Found by God who seeks you. Loved by God who knows you. Embraced by God who wants you. You are the treasure. And God went to all means of sacrifice. And abandon and love. To purchase you. With a price. We say in the Apostles' Creed, he gave his only son for us, the treasure. You are the treasured child of God. God has given everything for you. Thanks be to God. Amen.